Welcome to College Facebook Live, a series dedicated to bringing parents and families better information about higher education and better access to college admissions. I'm Jenny Umhofer. We are thrilled to welcome you tonight as we discuss the importance of the college essay. Um, with admissions veteran Lori Calloway, Assistant Director of Admission for University of Colorado at Boulder. College is a private co college consulting company. We are a team of experienced college admissions professionals that work closely with students and families anywhere on their path to higher education. And our work helps students identify and apply to best fit colleges and ignite the deeper potential in high school students. So without further ado, I'm going to invite our panelists to join the stream. I want to introduce Kelsey Tarosian, our admissions manager at college and host tonight. Hi, everybody. Nice to be here. Thanks, Kelsey. And next, I'd like to introduce Lori Calloway, Assistant Director of Admission for CU Boulder. Welcome. Hi, all. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, so yeah, uh, before I get started, Lori, I would love to give you a chance to just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, again, thank you for having me. I uh, love talking about the college essay. So <laughs> thank you for this opportunity. I'm Lori. I am an assistant director of admissions uh, with the University of Colorado Boulder. I am what's called a regionally based admissions counselor. So that means that I live and work in the territory I manage, Southern California. And I work with that territory and those students uh, exclusively for CU Boulder. I am both uh, sort of a medium term admission counselor, six, seven years, but I'm also someone who comes from a family of um, admissions counseling, or as we put it in the business, the other side of the desk. So my father was a counselor for students looking to go to college from New York City high schools. And so I grew up in an environment um, where college was exciting and had a lot of potential for change and had um, a lot feeling of like almost like unlimited options. So that's why ever since I was little, I always wanted to work as a college admission counselor. And I've done so starting um, in my mid-20s with the University of, um, or sorry, the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University based in Collegeville, Minnesota. And I worked for them for about three years. Uh, and then I worked with St. Louis University for about two years. And I have always worked with Southern Californians, but this is my first position at CU Boulder where I'm only working with someone from Southern California. I'm a member of a group called RAC, which is a group of regionally based admission counselors. There's like over 150 of us here. And I'm also a member of WACAC, which is an affiliate of the national uh, governing body for um, college admissions world. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Lori. Um, I'm really excited about our conversation. And I wanna thank anybody watching also for joining us tonight. Before we get started, I want to encourage everybody to pop any questions that you may have during the course of this discussion into the comments box. Um, if we can address them in the moment, we will. If not, we'll try to address as many as possible at the end. And um, if you're finding it useful, go ahead and hit that like button so that we know that you're finding the information we're giving you useful. Um, so last week we've been, this has been a part of a series of, you know, live discussions trying to bring better information, better access to students everywhere, especially in the wake of the pandemic. Um, last week we hosted a lively conversation about leadership and diversity in higher education with USC and Caltech admissions. We learned how leadership may appear differently in college applications than it did in past years. 
the thing is there's just so much change surrounding us that it's bound to affect the application process in 2021. So as we are asking all of our students to start writing and actually use their summer for writing, we thought that it would be really useful to sit down with Lori and get her perspective on the college essay, ask her about how this part of the application might look a little different this year. I mean, let's face it, sitting down to write college application essays pre-pandemic was pretty challenging. It was challenging enough already. Um, and I'm guessing with like, you know, significant test optional movement, crafting and submitting these compelling essays is probably gonna be even more crucial than ever. Um, but Lori, before we jump into essays, I would mm -hmm. really love to hear a little bit from you about your school. Um, University of Colorado Boulder, awesome, is one of those unique schools that I as able to meet so many different types of students, different types of just different types of human beings, exactly where they are. And I'm really curious to hear from your perspective, how is Boulder able to do that so well? Yeah, so the University of Colorado Boulder, I think its strength is um, first started in its relationship with Colorado. We are the first public college in the state of Colorado. We've created the public college system. We are also about three months older than the state itself. So being the flat, yeah. So we founded Boulder, the city, Boulder, the college, and just not predated the existence of the territory of Colorado, but made it in right before it became a state. Um, so. And as Colorado has grown um, and evolved its industries, its cultures, um, its opportunities and its peoples, we have grown and evolved because we're the flagship school for the state. Yeah. And so we are a mission driven school. We're a public tier one AAU belonging research university with an average class size of 24 and a student to teacher ratio of 18 to one because wow. we want to provide um, the premier education in the state for students who are looking for uh, public education and also access to what we have to offer. Mm -hmm. So the reason why we um, don't have sort of a status quo student is because that would be impossible to do if you're looking to represent your state and your nation in part of the world. You have to make space for all different types of people to create an environment where they learn and grow from each other. So what we're prioritizing in the way we have our culture, like what a professor would just feel really comfortable allowing you to do, to the different interdisciplinary programs, to um, the multiplicity of interests and in different types of populations on campus is reflecting that and um, offering the best of that, which is what could come from an environment with people who are all passionate to be there, you know, love the school, is a you know college town and you know we do a football and basketball but who all can find themselves represented there um even if they might necessarily be in common with every single person there wow that's really unique and i like how um your view of that is so tied in with the schools and the state's history and um it seems like you have as a school taken on such ownership of kind of the responsibility of being that flagship institution and being so well established um, within the city and within the state. Um, so as a dedicated, I know, career admissions officer, would you share a little bit about kind of common traits you've noticed among students who thrive at Boulder and what therefore you're really looking for in an admissions process? Yeah, I would love to. So the thing about all of what I just described is, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. If you ever get a mailer from us, it's going to have on the front, be bolder. And other than, you know, that phrase, 
I'm so glad it lines up like that. But what it really means is think beyond what you think is like necessarily possible yeah. for what you want to do for college. But yeah. what you have to do to do that is be someone who's willing to sort of raise the hand or step the toe out and say, I'm going to take advantage of this first initial opportunity, anything, you know, connecting with a residence hall advisor, um, taking an honors level course, going to your department for office hours, um, taking sort of taking the hand and taking that opportunity. So any type of student can do that in terms of an introverted student or an extroverted student or a sciences or a maths or humanities student. Um, there is just tends to be sort of a curiosity and a willingness to be like, well, could we, is that, do you know if that our student body tends to have in common? They bring it to a multiplicity of different interests, um, you know, and sometimes they'll meet each other and be like, wow, I didn't know we had that, you know, but they're all thinking, well, you know, okay, let me think if I could. And they're taking that first uh, step and taking us up on opportunity. Once they do that, you know, systems fall into place, you know, people step up to assist them and work with them, but they sort of have to like pop their head up or like put their hand out and then, just be like, well, you know, and that tends to be something that is in common. So you can demonstrate that in many ways in the application we read holistically. So I'm looking at every part and looking basically, um, not comparing you to sort of the status quo student model that I have in my mind, but I'm looking at of what I could see you had the chances to do, what did you choose to do? You know, how did you take advantage of the opportunity? What is that narrative for who you see yourself as? How did you do with those choices? Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking more like that. Sounds like a very interesting perspective from which to read. Um, and I think, yeah, it sounds like fun. And it sounds also like, you know, it's really like you said, it's the students who are who who can show you that they're willing to take that first step and reach a little bit out of maybe their comfort zone um, to try something new or get help that really mm -hmm. thrives. Um, Okay, so I want to let's get down to essays. I know that that's what we're that's what we're supposed to be talking about here. Um, so Boulder to apply to Boulder, you have to apply through Common App. They require mm -hmm. um, that that main 650 word essay that's on a choice of six different topics. Um, I know with me, oftentimes when I work with a student, I find that there's two major pieces to the process that kind of gets in their way. Uh, the first one is kind of revealing or uncovering the content that they have within them and understanding that that's content of value and what is content of value. And then the second piece is the editing process, editing well and clearly so that their message, whatever it is that they're trying to show about themselves or reflect or whatever it is, um, comes across as clearly as possible in that personal statement. But I would love to hear where you really notice students shining and um, showing themselves to be amazing in that big common app personal statement. Yeah, so um, whenever I get this question from students, I kind of back up with them a little bit. And I was like, okay, the personal statement and undoubtedly important, um, probably the thing I get the most questions about from students, but let's figure out where it falls within the entire application and why we're doing this statement. Uh, so yeah, like why are we doing this? Because yeah, you can't do something well unless you know exactly what you're doing it for or why. So if you back up a little bit, you're thinking, if I'm using the common application, I'm applying to schools that you use a holistic process. What I'm trying to show them is why I look at these communities and see my place in any of those communities. So the application's purpose is to 
bring me to that conclusion as someone who knows my community deeply. If I read your application, as I walk through it, I can see, ah, yeah, I get why you're, I see you here. And so the personal statement is part of that. Um, but what I see students who first handle that most successfully is they think about every part of their application and how it works together as a cohesive piece. You'll hear a narrative story, but what that means is looking at each part of your application as a cohesive piece, what is the narrative that you start to reveal as you read through it? Imagine if you weren't you when you were doing that. So your personal essay or personal statement is um, the written part where you get to guide us like the most, um, sorry for being punny, but narrative part of really almost telling us like, this is why this matches, you know, yeah. giving us something to interpret everything else through or by or get the why of your choices. Yeah. So yeah, that's really where I would advise you to start and, and take pressure off of sort of a hierarchy of experiences. I have to have this cool thing or this outstanding thing yeah. or this horrible thing in order to have something compelling. Um, we work with 17 and 18 year olds as first time applicants because we like you and we enjoy this working with people this age mm -hmm. and we find this type of community building compelling. Yeah. So by revealing more and giving us more insight to like sort of what makes you tick and helping us learn that narrative, that's compelling enough for us. Yeah. That's wonderful. It's wonderful advice. And I actually really like the idea as an exercise of having a student print out their entire common application and do almost a mock ed remissions review for themselves mm -hmm. and figure out, kind of try to think about it three steps back and think like, hmm, what would I think about this person? What would I have taken away? What would I learn? Um, so I, I would say any of you who are watching, if you're not working with somebody, if you don't have that help, that might be a really wonderful thing for you to try. Um, maybe enlist the help of, you know, a friend and get their eyes on your application and get that perspective of what is the story that I'm telling here with my entire piece, with all of my grades and all of my test scores, if I'm submitting them, depending on the school and my activities. And, you know, obviously you don't know the letters of recommendation, but they're all different pieces of the same package. Um, okay. So just, uh, yeah, I just wanted to follow up on that because I didn't think about this from a resource perspective, but anyone watching this, I'd love to direct you to regionalcounselors.com. That's where the regional nonprofit organization I belong to, anyone who is a regional counselor like myself. We're doing webinars twice a month on everything from choosing your college list, understanding holistic admissions to um, maybe we're looking at in the fall doing a mock um, case study possibly or in the spring. Oh, wow. So if you're looking for sort of online resources, um, there is that webinar series through uh the Regional Counselors of California at regionalcounselors.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Lori. Um, so back to writing a little bit. I, I, The other thing I really love, one of my favorite things is to read college's supplemental questions. Um, and Boulder has a truly great one. So I'm going to read it to everybody so that you hear what it is. Um, so you have, first of all, this is unusual. You have a uh, required writing supplement that gives you 250 to 650 words. First of all, it's a really big range. Um, it's not something you see in a lot of supplements. And second of all, that's a big supplement that you can write up to 650 words. Usually I see supplements more often averaging 250 to 350 words. Um, so just to give you some context. Um, so here it is. At the University of Colorado Boulder, no two buffs are alike. We value difference and support equity and inclusion of all students and their many intersecting identities. Pick one of your unique identities and describe its significance. And I have to say, I just, 
I love the supplement because even more so than a lot of supplements, it shows so much about the school. I can see just from reading this question that Boulder has this deep value on individuality, on the ability to self-reflect. Um, but I would love to hear from your side, what is it that you want to see in this supplemental? Yeah. Um, so first, I have to give kudos to my coworkers in the office. Uh, this question came out right as I was starting in the Office of Admission at Boulder. And I know that some of our office put together a ton of work and thought on that, hoping to get to just that point. So shout out to them. Um, but also what we're trying to learn more about is, um, again, I mentioned sort of the status quo student. You're not going to be able to figure out if you're writing the Boulder Supplemental, what we want to see, because we don't have priorities for what we want to see. Now, that doesn't mean we would like it to be badly spelled or incorrect grammar. Let's, let's not go that far. But, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, someone will write me that essay in a supplement. You said I could do this, so I have to care. <laughs> so, but what we're looking for is for you to take us deeper into an understanding of yourself and why, um, and you don't have to make the connection. And this is why I'd be great at Boulder. But I, again, know my community. I know the school. So I would love to learn more about you through the supplemental, what you value, what um, is something that impacts the way you see the world or interact with the world um, so that I can get a sense of how we could support you in our community and how you would um, interact with the community. So again, what we're really hoping to see is again, take us on that that journey with you. Uh, give me more of an understanding of yourself, but it's a little bit different than the personal um, essay statement for the Common App because you can be more directed to like what you value about us. Um, again, not saying this is what I value, but you can uh, give us a chance to see why you would value something that we have to offer. Is that why piece really important here? Yes, it really is. Um, I from the beginning, I'm trying to really convey the sort of like dynamic, interactive feeling that I get on campus. Like I'm a, before I came to work at Boulder, I was like a ride or die, small colleges, liberal arts, a girl, girl all the way through employee. Um, and I have a big family. Um, so not everyone in my family was, but I would never understand before I worked at Boulder why a student would look at that larger experience. And um, one of the reasons why I am, I think the why I love working here and the why is so important to us is because we don't have like a plug and play community. Like this is what I get. This is what a student of my major and type does, you right. know? And so that why is um, how we have that understanding of like, we have the opportunity, we have the research opportunities with majors, we have the communities. What would you do? Why would you do what you would do? Why would you do it? Uh, yeah, why would you do it? And that's what we can really like make the connection and see. Interesting, interesting. Can you um, give us a couple of examples? Maybe start with an example of a response to the Boulder Supplemental that missed the mark. Yeah, um, so I was, um, there's one that I thought would be a really good one just because um, it started off as something that seems very important to the student. It was the student was a skater and, you know, I like was 15 when Skater Boy came out by Avril Lavigne and I, so I've always like, I was like instantly, I may really be partial to this one. I like it, yeah. you yeah. know, but um, I think this student fell into the pitfall that a lot of students fall into, which is it's really hard and this is, regardless of age, but 
this is sort of usually the first time we're asking you to do this, it's really hard to reflect on yourself as a person at any time in your life. It's really hard even to write like a short professional bio. So what we reach for is um, markers or things to describe and sort of by inference, describe what is valuable to us. So like you're gonna tell me something about like the build with the skateboard and I'm gonna learn about the wheels and I'm learning about the finish and I'm learning about maybe a little history, which I love history, but I have no absolute, no idea. I know what the student values. I know facts about it, but again, don't have any of the why. And I was getting descriptions of the student's identity, like I, like time spent interactions with friends, you know, taking sort of the journey of a skater, but like I have no idea really other than, you know, the student says reason for doing this, reason for passion, but like yeah. you can't state a reason for passion. You have to bring somebody there and like let them know really why it's passionate for you. Yeah. So I would say that that had a great structure and had a lot of opportunity, but I think it's just hard maybe in the first several drafts or without at least someone else to read it to like, really truly um, know that you're taking that step and reflecting more on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's, um, that's a really good example. Do you have any, um, and maybe, maybe two different examples of Boulder mm -hmm. supplementals that actually did really well? Yeah, for myself, I can. Um, in terms of one supplemental that did really well, I had a student who was writing about the uh, way freeways and the freeway system in LA relates to their life um and not in terms of like all the freeways in LA no but there's like in terms of how like her where this specific student lived in northeast LA and sort of the alcove created by the freeway and the intersection if you know anything about LA freeways there's a lot of history and um inequality wrapped up into the history of LA freeways and and so you know again it could have been like the skateboard essay great history you know sure tons of details to focus on, but we weren't really, it was like dash of that dash of, just so you know, you're not like, I'm totally oblivious of this stuff, but it really was taking into sort of, um, I was into this student's community because we we're talking about two or three blocks, sort of at where the freeway walls intersect and how it changes the community, how people function. And what, like, really what I learned is what this person loved in their daily life community like what they give to the people around them what they value and take from the people around them and it was more of like describing it through um you know this causes this effect but I was really learning about like who yeah. this person was in the community um and both of those examples both those things are setups you know like this is the premise by which I will get into deeper but I think right. one took it there and one just didn't did that specific yeah yeah Okay, that's yeah. really that's really helpful. Um, and actually, speaking of Los Angeles and California, um, you know, I know that we have we have a lot of students over here that are interested in Boulder. It seems like far enough away, but still pretty close, um, still like somewhat accessible. And um, I'm wondering, you know, as one of the uh, Los Angeles area regionals, if you can talk a little bit about like how to not navigate, um, if you, I'm sorry, how to see, like, if you see anything coming from California students specifically in their writing, um, positive or negative, like maybe they're repurposing, for example, their UC essays, and that's a good thing or a bad thing. And I'm wondering if there's any trends you see specifically from California students. Um, specifically in the supplemental or more so in both parts? Of I think either way, but I'm thinking about the supplemental only because mm -hmm. Um, you know, everybody ends up writing the kind of the common app for a lot of mm -hmm. different 
samples. Um, so I think I'm, I'm thinking mainly about the, about the supplemental. Yeah. Um, so I've done, I'm not so much seeing like a word for word repurposing of a UC essay, but I think, um, I see the way that the UCs require you to write in the short answers, they're a specific type of writing. They're also really exciting to write for if you're like, an essay person like me, because it's a whole different type of challenge, but it's a different type of challenge. It's much more direct and straightforward. Um, that, and the supplemental is asking us for sort of like, I guess the best way to describe this is almost like think about it in terms of like a, a body system. Like the UC essays are like the bones. Those are like direct straight to the point there. And we're more of like the ligaments, you know, we want to get into it. So if you, I, some, there's a tonality that I like having read, reading these a lot, there's a tonality that sometimes I'm like, mm. I think the mental switch of like being like, okay, different tonality, different sort of prioritization. Um, but that would be really um, only that. And to be honest, the beach, y'all. I get a lot of essays describing in relationship to the beach when I worked at St. Ben and St. John's. They're like the winningest college football program across all divisions of all time. I used to get tons of football essays. Think about in context, you know, a lot of people will think of us for snowboarding because the mountain's right there. So people will talk about the beach. Think about the, you know, little bits like that. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That's a great little insight there. Thank you. Um, and then, a couple more questions about essays. Um, do you have any advice for students on how to navigate the common application main personal statement versus the supplemental and how you approach that? Because I could see a student, um, you know, writing one first and then getting a little stuck on the other if they overlap too much. Definitely. Um, well, the first step to avoiding that is really focusing on what is the bigger priority. And the bigger priority first is your overall applications because I'm pretty sure you're not just applying to one school on the common application. Right. So because that um, is where most students are starting, um, it is better to really think about your personal statement, again, in that, in what I said before, that narrative, like a thought approach, but think about it, how it would connect with all of those schools that are receiving yeah. it. Mm -hmm. um, you're trying to show something or give us all of those schools an understanding of how they could serve you or how you would fit. After you write that, that's written. That should be your first priority because that's going to help you apply to many more schools. After you write that, though, you know you know what you've written. Right. So you can then look at our supplemental and be like, okay, so if I'm not going to copy my personal essay, how can I give them an insight into my identity? And identity is multifaceted. You could be a like a cookie baker and that could be like something deep and important to you. How can I show them a part of my identity um, that explains how I interact with the world and what I value? Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's really, that's such helpful advice. Um, so I want to just back out of essays a little bit and talk a little bit about mm -hmm. the whole application. Um, you've given us a little bit of light on um, what, you know, kind of your reading process. Um, and I'm thinking back to my most recent reading experience and I, I know that there were always those applications that got me internally or sometimes externally, um, jumping up and down with excitement. Um, just, you know, the student has to come to this school. It's really perfect. Can you share an example of an application that you remember being, like being that for you? What And what was it about the student or the application that got you so excited? Yeah. So, I have, I'm thinking of an application, the central essay with that, um, the student who transferred in junior year, which is pretty hard to do in high school with everything set. Um, their essay was about um, 
basically their process of coming up with perfect, I mentioned bacon before, perfect chocolate chip cookie recipe. The reason why is the student was actually um, selling chocolate chip cookies in their school. And as they learned their school community, they refined the recipe, refined the recipe, and refined oh, the recipe. Wow. Yeah, to get it right for their school and to really appeal. Um, but each part of this application um, was done with that sort of overall cohesive approach. So it wasn't because I was like, this is the Boulder student because again, no, this is a very well done essay. And now I could see so many possibilities for this student, but, yeah. and, and you could also tell there was care when the essay, this student didn't sort of push themselves to the point where they're like, I've got to write about the most intense thing ever. They really thought about it. Like what is something that shows how I operate in the world and structured their application around that. And so, you know, the, the dip in, sophomore year leading into junior year was less concerning for me because I had a better understanding of how a student responds to such a challenging situation as coming into a new school halfway through and developing. So right. I was like, okay, I think that I'm not going to see the student repeat that dip in first year because they've experienced something like that in a greater degree. Yeah. So the whole application really spoke to the weaknesses in the application in a way that convinced me that this would be a good idea. And then the essay was just charming and sweet and great. And I was like, I love it. Yeah, so, that's awesome. awesome. Um, yeah. So I want to talk a tiny bit. We're running out of time, uh, mm -hmm. and I want to be mindful of everybody's time. But if you bear with us, we have just we'll we want to give some room for questions. Um, we have a couple other. We just have one more talking point that we want to touch, which is holistic review. Um, Lori has already touched on this a little bit, but holistic review is something that you're going to hear a lot about right now. It's really being discussed because of, because so many schools are going test optimal. So people are wondering, like, how are they going to know who to admit if they don't have standardized test scores and possibly standard transcripts in light of the pandemic? Um, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term, holistic review uh, describes the process by which admissions and officers aim to look at the whole student as represented by every single part of the application packet. As they go, as they read, they kind of paint a picture in their minds of who a student might be. And they recognize that students are more than just that GPA or their test scores. Um, as a reader, it means looking at each part of the application contextually rather than in separate parts. Just like Lori was describing in the previous example of the student who wrote the uh, the baking essay, that you could already understand what happened in between sophomore and junior year um, in terms of her grades. So Lori, if you could share just a little bit about how that process works for you reading such an incredibly large body of applicants. So my, I we read every single application that we read. Boulder does. Um, we receive assistance from specialty trained readers that work with us. And the territory managers, so an admission counselor, we're fully responsible for the decisions that go out through the year. And, and we make sure that we know what decisions are going out before they go out. But that said, my focus um, is really like, I think for us at the most, like the most important application of holistic review, I focus and I read primarily students who are not academically like immediately admissible for further consideration for the program. So um, just if your academics meet our profile, it doesn't mean that we'll immediately admit you. It means that the college is probably going to then immediately look at your application or um, they'll, you'll proceed faster down the path. For students who there is more of a question, uh, that are those are the applications that we as a territory managers focus on first because uh, we have the best context into 
these students lived environments, we work in the territories, we are most familiar with the school, we have the resources to reach out if we have questions. So um, when I'm reading that application holistically, I always have the mindset of really looking to get the full picture, looking at every single part of the application, um, because we're not reading to deny. We're not one of those schools that was like, we're gonna cut you out as, as fast as we can. You know, we're really thinking, okay, maybe not to the program you applied to, but is there space for you and could you build a pathway to it? Could we work with you on this option and would you be good for that program? And so we're trying to look at that, but in my application, especially, pool, especially, I'm really looking at everything, the GPA trend, the additional information section, the recommendations, the you know, resume piece and everything, I'm really reading it to like diligently build that full picture. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, and tell me if I'm wrong, it sounds like for the students who are kind of a little bit on the margin, on the cusp or below that, um, each part of the application, and especially that self-representation piece, almost counts more, is almost more important because you wanna contextualize any, any dips that you may see academically. Is that, would you say that that's accurate? I would say nothing for us to plant the overall question of like academic fitness. We have to make sure that if we're putting you in our classrooms, you know, you're going to thrive in that first year. Because if not, we're doing you a serious disservice. But um, I would say, especially in that first review, when we're really thinking, can we continue this application down the pathway? It does matter for us, I think, a little bit more just so that we can... Um, we're really looking to, we're hoping to get a guess that question, you know, so we're like digging through and like, come on, let's find it. Let's figure out like why this would be still a good idea to look at more because yeah. what we're doing when we are admitting, we're not admitting individual by individual, we're building an entire community. So we're trying to move students further down the pathway so that when we get to that final stage of like being like, okay, who, who's going to be in the community, you have the chance to be there and you, you yeah. know, still be considered in that. So um, helping us really see that if your application is more on the cusp, like that's going to really assist you where by a student who's like all above our numbers, you know, maybe they're like, okay, well, let's think about them in terms of the school. They're still right. going to be looked at beyond their academics, of course. maybe they'll move one step ahead a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Thank you so much for answering that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm wondering if you had, if you only had one piece of advice to give to all of the rising seniors out there regarding their essays and their applications, what would that piece of advice be? You're going to go to college. There you go. Uh, you're going to go to college. Uh, and one other, um, over 50% of schools in the U.S. accept over 50% of their applicants, and they're really wow. great schools. So that is amazing. College. That's awesome. That's a fantastic data point, and thank you for that message, Lori. Um, so I want to welcome Jenny back, and we're going to kind of start to close up. Thank you so much. Um, hi, Jenny. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so inspiring to hear you talk, Lori. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I, I'm especially heartened to hear, you know, some of your, um, you know, uh, statements about we're looking for reasons to admit, and you know, you know, even just for students and parents to hear that over 50% of the, the colleges and universities, you know, are really going to be um, accessible because um, that's that's really the name of the game is access. And um, we hope that students and families that are listening um, can really find their way to better access for higher education if that is their part of their, their life goal. Um, but thank you so much for, for being with us. Um, Kelsey, did you wanna say anything else? Before yeah, I know, I wanna echo your sentiments, Jenny. I wanna thank you again, Lori, and you know, as a group that's really just trying to reach as many families, as many students as we can to provide more information, better access to college, better access to college admissions. Um, it means so much to us that you were able to join and you uh, you gave so much information, you really packed it in there and I appreciate it so much. 
Um, so thank you. Um, and I, I appreciate also, this opportunity so much. Thank you. Um, yeah, I hopefully we'll do it again sometime soon. Um, I also want to let and anybody watching know that if you feel like you need more information, and no one would blame you if you did, there are a lot of colleges out there. I mean, way upwards of 2,000 schools for undergraduates alone. Um, I wouldn't blame you if you needed more information, but if you feel like you do, even if you just want to talk, uh, the first step with us, no matter what, is just a call for a free phone consultation. We would be more than happy to talk to you about specific circumstances, give you information and thoughts about what to think about. And even just what to think about can be hugely helpful. Um, just like knowing that last piece of advice from Lori that 50% of colleges in the nation accept 50%, over 50% of students is huge. And it's, that, that really changes your perspective. Um, we just wanna help as many people as we can. So if after that phone consultation, you want more help, great. If not, great. Um, and I'm sure that Lori also as a regional admissions officer would be happy for you to reach out to her if you're interested in her school as well. So, um, you know, there's no there's no barriers here. So I just wanna encourage anybody watching to reach out if you need anything. And if this is has been useful for you or you think that it might be useful for a friend or some of our previous recordings might be useful for a friend, um, please reach out. You can. Send us a message on Facebook or look up our email addresses and email us. I would be more than happy to send recordings of this. The whole purpose is to reach people and to help. So thank you everybody so much for joining tonight. Um, thank you, Jenny, for facilitating. Thank you, Lori, for joining us. And I think we're gonna sign off. <laughs> Thanks guys. Have a, great, have a great fourth. Bye.